Turn your Bible, please, to Matthew 6. Matthew 6. Matthew 6 today. Matthew chapter 6. Beginning with verse 1, and our sermon tonight is about rewards, about rewards. Take heed that you do not uh, your alms or good deeds before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. When thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Let's go down to verse 16. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which is seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I'd like to talk to you about your eternal reward. And um, the picture there, if you're familiar with Aladdin, when I think of reward, I think of Aladdin and him saying, your eternal reward. Well, tonight, I want to talk to you about your eternal reward. reward. And in doing so, first thing I want to talk to you about is the certainty 
of rewards. The certainty of rewards. Uh, remember, remember one time um, hearing someone after a message, and I really don't even remember the the theme of the message, but it was talking about. Uh, it must have been talking about rewards and standing before the Lord one day and giving an account and receiving rewards. And I remember this person was very upset. And I remember hearing them say over and over and over, I don't have, I've done nothing to be rewarded. I've, I've done nothing. And so uh, personally, I, I didn't, when I thought of that person, I didn't, I didn't see that at all. But um, what about our rewards before the Lord? Um, are, will the Lord one day reward us? Is it, is it worth, is it better to lay up treasures as in verses 19 uh, here? Is it better to lay up treasures on earth? Or is it better to have the view of no matter how much money you have, is it better to have the long view and say, you know what? I want to please the Lord. I, I've, got, I've got heaven in my sights. I've got pleasing the Lord in my sights. Now a verse that we looked at like 10,000 times is 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as that you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And sometimes working for the Lord, it will ab absolutely wear you out. It'll, it will take it out of you. You just feel absolutely exhausted. But he says there that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And so the certainty of reward, God will reward His children. Hebrews 6.10, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which you have showed toward His name and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. So the Lord, He will, he will reward uh, the work and our labor to the saints and to to others, and so the Lord will reward. Uh, Revelation twenty two, the last book of the Bible, says what? And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. And I guess this evening is, is sort of a sobering message and, and one meant to, to just stir us up a little bit to have our, to have our sights on heaven and to be, to be working for the Lord and to look around us and to see the, that people need the Lord and what are we doing for the Lord. He says that He will reward uh, according as his work shall be, everyone. Um, I have a quote toward the end of the the study, but no one will go to the Lord when when he rewards them, and they'll none of us say 
you, you didn't give me right. You, you didn't reward me properly. The Lord knows the, the thoughts and the intents of our heart. He knows why. He knows how much. He knows if we could have done better. He knows even the intentions that we have. That uh, some things that we would love to do if we could, uh, the Lord rewards that too. And so uh, there is a certainty of rewards. There's rewards. Now he that planteth and he that soweth or watereth are one and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. So we know that the Lord will reward each one of us. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. So some of the reward that we will receive, it will, it will be hard, a hard slog. It, it, it's hard to be persecuted by others. It's hard to be made fun of uh, for what you believe. And, and I must admit, really in Australia, we really don't suffer that much uh, for our faith. But when others are, are marking you for being different for, and marking you for, uh, for being a Christian, it can really be hard. But the Lord says, wait, wait, wait. Uh, this, is not, this is not the final payday. Uh, heaven is. I love this one. Genesis 15.1 and after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram uh, in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. You know what I reckon is going to be the most wonderful thing about heaven for, for us that know Christ as Savior? You know, lots of times people that don't know the Lord and really, I mean, we do too. They, they think that uh, we think it's going to be a wonderful place with no pain, no death. All our loved ones are there. But you know, the play, what's going to make heaven best is that that is where God is going to be. And I reckon people that don't know Christ as Savior, they wouldn't want to, they wouldn't want to be in heaven. Because that's where God is. They don't want to be around Him now. They're not going to want to be around Him in eternity. But He told Abraham, you know what? Uh, I am uh, your exceeding great reward. And how wonderful it is that no, it's not that we work our way to heaven, but one day we will get to be with Him one verse that's always intrigued me or fascinated me in the book of Daniel is that, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Uh, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. 
And I can still remember one of my teachers in Bible college saying, giving the idea that in heaven uh, we'll have a different glow about us. We'll, 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 some will shine brighter than others because of their actions and because of their, their work for the Lord, because of their faithfulness, because of their witnessing. They will, they will shine that much brighter in heaven. And maybe that's not the exact interpretation of that, but maybe it is that in heaven we shall shine that much more who have faithfully witnessed and brought others to Christ. Matthew 10.41, we're still talking about the certainty of rewards. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. You know what? No matter what you do for the Lord, you're going to be rewarded for it. You'll, you will be rewarded for it. Matthew 10.42 And whosoever shall give, a drink, give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple. Verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. And so the Lord, he will reward us. It's, it's a certainty that he will reward us. Next point is that we do not labor. We do not labor to get into heaven. You will not go to heaven because of your works. And as I look around tonight, I'm confident that we all understand that, that we know that none of us can be good enough to go to heaven. Titus 3.5, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. It's not by our works. We're not going to be rewarded with heaven because of what we've done but because of what He has done. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so none of us will get to heaven because of our own uh, works, and we will not be rewarded with heaven because of something we've done. It's all about what He has done. Next thing I want you to notice is that we can labor for worthless rewards. We can labor for worthless rewards that God never meant for us to have. I remember when I was selling rainbow vacuum cleaners. I remember selling rainbow vacuum cleaners. We, we had this raffle. You actually got your name in, um, in, in like a, a, a box and uh, $700 was up for grabs at the end of it. And you got your name in this raffle for every vacuum cleaner. I think they, they sold for about $750 back then. But you got your name in there for uh, every time you sold a, a, a vacuum cleaner. And so we had the month's promotion, and I got my name in there several times. I, it, was, it was a lot of fun. But I remember uh, as it came closer and closer to the end that uh, we, we only had a few draws left. 
And I had won $150. And he and he, he said, Kelly, he says, you can you can either you can just take your $150 now, or you can just wait and see if you win the $700. Which would you rather do? And I thought about it and I thought about my luck and I think, you know what? I think I'm going to go with 150. And he kept drawing. And guess what? Uh, I won the 700. And he actually made me take the 700 just to encourage me to sell more, more rainbow vacuum cleaners. But you know what? I was going to settle for $150 instead of 700. And I think in life, um, we can labor um, sort of like, like a kid that gets a dollar. Um, you can't really buy a whole lot of valuable stuff for a dollar, but if you'll, if you'll save and you'll, and you'll keep it for a while, then uh, bit by bit, you can get something more valuable. Well, you know, sometimes we, we label for things that we really, that really aren't going to last. In fact, Matthew 6, verse 2 says, Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine the reward if these men knew the Lord as Savior? The reward they would have gotten had they not had to say to everybody, Hey everybody, I just gave $500 to... But they had to announce it. They had to blow the trumpet. Everyone look. Look at the offering I'm giving. Look what I've done. Look, look, look everybody. And the idea is, is that what everyone did is said... Good job. Isn't he amazing? Isn't he amazing? The idea is that, that that's the reward they get. That's all they get. And you know, if, you, if you're working in, in the public's eye, you, you can't help but uh, for others to see what you're doing. But we can still make it about Him and not about us. We can make it about the Lord. He says, you know what? He says, you're settling. You're settling. You're, you're settling for men's applause instead of what the Lord has for you. Matthew 6, 5, in our text tonight, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have the reward. Still remember that fellow at North Surrey High School. We went to... We, Went to another high school in our district. We didn't exchange. Students from the other high schools would come to where I went to high school and students from our high school went to other high schools. And while I was visiting and just seeing the way they did uh, their school, uh, we were at lunch and this guy, he, he, he all of a sudden he's doing this over his, over his meal. He's doing this great big prayer. And everyone's, you know, they, they, well, every one of them, they were just embarrassed by him. They were embarrassed by him. But you know, some people would say, wow, that's amazing. You're so special. When really, uh, the Lord says, you know what? Doing things so other people will see you 
it's a good thing to it's a good thing to give thanks for the food. It's a good thing for you to pray. It's a good thing, but when we're doing it for the show, uh, we're missing the point. Um, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran, ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsayings of Kor. You know, the Lord would have rathered them trust Him than to go for money. The Lord, they had gotten a better reward, a longer lasting reward, uh, a, more, uh, a better reward, period, had they just wanted to serve the Lord. But they went for the money. And I think sometimes we can just settle. We can settle for a reward that, you know, really the Lord says, you know what, you could, you could do really by trusting me, you could do better. Talking about Moses, it says, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Moses could have had everything. He was the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Don't know that he would have necessarily ever been Pharaoh. But he had everything, every right of the kingdom. And yet, he chose to follow God. It says that he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He knew that following God and putting God first was better. Remember a song that we used to sing growing up? It will be worth it all. And do we have that mentality that no matter what the Lord allows, no matter what the Lord asks us to do, that we're better off just following Him, we're better off serving Him. He knows, so we need to trust Him. And then we can struggle deciphering which is the most important treasure. Sometimes um, we we can get uh, pretty mixed up Sometimes we struggle deciphering which is the most important treasure. You know, what, what do I do here? Um, this, this is before me. You know, we can see money. Uh, we can see uh, people's appreciation. Um, there's something about it that makes us feel good. It's comfortable to have these things. Well, Matthew says, think through it. He says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. You know, I hope, I hope you've got millions and millions and millions of dollars, but I hope they don't have you. And you know, uh, he says, don't lay up your treasures here on earth, but lay up your, your treasures in heaven. Use your talents, your gifts, whatever you have for the Lord, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves don't break through nor steal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so it's a matter of deciphering, you know, where's my heart? Where's my heart? Am I, am I actually valuing the things that, are, that have eternal value? Am I actually caring about things that have eternal value? One writer said this, He said our lives are filled with many choices of how to spend our time, our energy, and resources. Some live for money and possession, amassing as much as they can, while some invest their time in education or entertainment, hoping to find long-lasting value 
and enjoyment. Can I ask you something tonight? Where will you find your treasure? Where will you find your joy? Where will you find your reward? Sometimes it's hard to balance, but we need to continually take it before the Lord. Um, Next, but when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face that thou appear not unto men to fast, uh, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And in fact, the certainty of the rewards, uh, there's uh, several ways that we know the Lord is going to reward us. There's several things that Scripture points out that He is definitely going to reward. Uh, one is our prayer life and our fasting and our coming before Him in prayer. Um, the Lord will reward that even if others don't see us doing it, even if others don't know about it. Um, the Lord will reward that. Uh, that won't go unnoticed as as Hebrews six ten says, um, he he's uh, not he won't forget our labor of love. The next thing that won't be forgotten is when we help um, people in need. It says in Matthew twenty five uh, verses thirty seven to forty, then shall the righteous answer him saying. Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in and naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto thee, And verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto, me, unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. And so the Lord will reward us you know, you, you, just, you just can't go wrong in helping others out. You just can't go wrong in uh, being a blessing to other people. Um, the Lord says, you know, you do it to them, you're doing it to me. And so, um, the next thing is uh, the Lord will reward us when we're persecuted and... Um, reproached uh, because we believe in Him. Luke 6, 22 and 23. Blessed are you when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company. You ever had that happen? Have you ever had that happen? Have you ever had people to say because you're a Christian? Uh, yeah, we're, we're talking about something we don't want you to know about it. It says there that when they separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake, rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. Does it feel good to be left out? Does it feel good to be that person that um, is not cool or isn't like 
um, everyone else? No. But he says, rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For in the like manner did their fathers unto the prophets. So when when you're made fun of, when you're given a hard time, and really that's about as much as we have here, um, but when others are mean to you because of what you believe, just rejoice within knowing that God is faithful. Luke 6.35, the Lord says that He will reward us for loving our enemies. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and you shall be the children of the highest for He is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. And so the ability to love your enemies, to to be gracious and kind to the people that uh, that wish you harm or that wish you hurt um, or that are mean to you, how hard is it? How hard can it be? Well, sometimes it can be very hard But he says just uh, follow his example because that's what he is to us. Even when we... You you just think about your unfaithfulness. Think about how many times you've let the Lord down. Even when you've known better. And you can understand how gracious he is to us when we don't do right. We need to love our enemies. Ephesians 4 tells us that that's what he expects of us for knowing him as Savior. He also rewards our giving. Luke 6.38, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together. And running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all it shall be measured to you again. I remember when I learned to tithe, I remember my pastor, after I got saved, my pastor would, uh, during a message, he said, if you're mowing a yard and you make $10, that's how much you used to make mowing a yard in my day. He said, you give a dollar. He says, that's your tithe. You you just give a dollar. And you give unto the Lord. And when we give unto the Lord, He is the one who is faithful to to bless us and to, to help us. He blesses us anyway, but He's pleased with our being faithful. Then said He to them that bade Him, when thou makest a dinner or supper, Call not thy friends, nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen, nor the rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again, and recompense be made to thee. This one is God is going to reward you for helping people that can't give you back. There are sometimes the Lord wants us to help people that they'll just never, ever give it back. They can't. They won't. But here he says, you know, don't, don't just do for people that's going to do back for you. That's, that's, um, that's what really the Pharisees will do. But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. And so... The Lord wants us to give even when we're not going to get in return. The Lord also rewards us for being faithful in our afflictions. Being faithful in our afflictions. 2 Corinthians 4, 17-18 through 18, 
Uh, notice the word play. Um, for our light affliction, uh, it's a light burden that we carry. Now, sometimes it feels very heavy to us, but in, in view of eternity, he says it's a light affliction, which is but for a moment. It doesn't last that long. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. It's a heavy one. The reward is. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, just being faithful to the Lord in the hardships that we face, these two will be rewarded by the Lord. Uh, the way you work. What kind, of, what kind of worker are you? What kind of worker are you? And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that the Lord, that of the Lord you shall receive the reward uh, of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So really it makes a difference in the way we, we work. And you know, really, wherever we work, Man, let's try to be the best at what we do that, that our company has. Let's try to be uh, just the best or let's just make sure we're doing the right thing at work. It pleases the Lord. It glorifies the Lord. And He will reward us for it. Being faithful in temptation, wherein greatly you rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptation that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So being faithful in temptations, being faithful in troubles. You know, I remember as a, uh, just an 18-year-old boy going to see my pastor and him riding his, he stopped mowing his yard and he got off his lawnmower and he came and sat down. Man, I was just in tears. And I had a real problem, or to an eight year, 18 year old, it was a real problem. And he said, Kelly, what's going on? And I, I shared with him. He said, he said, Kelly, you're just going through a trial. You're just going through, you're just going through a hardship, man. He says, just keep trusting the Lord. Keep trusting the Lord. And you know what? No matter what age that we find ourselves, Let's, let's, let's keep trusting Him with the test that He allows us to face. Let's keep trusting Him with the things that we face. And then 1 John 1, 7 and 8, for being faithful to truth. Does it really matter what we believe? Does it really matter? And folks, I say, yes, it does. It matters what we believe. It does matter. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is the deceiver and antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. It matters what we believe. Truth matters. And so let's stay faithful to the truth. And in closing tonight, um, well, one other. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, your trust in the Lord, for it has great recompense of reward. And then the last one. Among rewards believers can get, there are five crowns mentioned in Scripture 
the word crowns, uh, the word crowns uh, here is the same word used for the wreath given to those who had won an athletic contest, the crown given to a soldier for a valor in combat, or the crown worn by a king. In any case, it is rewarded an extraordinary achievement. So there's five crowns mentioned in Scripture. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 2, there's the crown of rejoicing for those who win others to Christ. This is called the soul winner's crown. In 2 Timothy 4, there's the crown of righteousness for those who look for and love Christ's return. In 1 Peter 5.4, there's the crown of glory for those who faithfully teach and preach God's Word. There in uh, 1 Thessalonians 2, there's the incorruptible crown for those who run a good race in the Christian life, who are faithful in life. And then in Revelation 2.10, there's the crown of life for those who suffer for the name of Christ, especially for those who lay down their lives for Him. I'm not sure of all the details about our rewards, but this much is clear to me. No one who lives for Christ will ever feel cheated when they finally get to heaven. No one will ever say, I should have spent more time building an empire on the earth. And so tonight, know that 1 Corinthians 15.58, that your labor will be rewarded. So let's, let's live for Him.